Season 3, episode 25 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, John Steggles from Urchester. Good afternoon. And David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon. Right, the last time I spoke to you, both you gentlemen, in fact, the last time I spoke to you on a, on a podcast was on the 1st of January. Um, we, we, we recorded a podcast after we comprehensively beaten Watford um, and at the time we were on a crest of a wave we had um, we'd, we'd won a few games over the festive period and then after that we played Chelsea and, um, and Watford at home we won both of those games um, and then Jan got injured and Rose got injured and it's all gone a bit pear-shaped since then um, David where is it all going wrong do you want to start maybe with yesterday's match? Yeah, uh, right. Well, um, we turned up to a gunfight with a knife. How many times have we played Liverpool now, Klopp? I think it's five. I haven't done uh, a check on this, but I think it's five times we haven't beaten them once. But what I can tell you what Liverpool do is every time we play them, it's high intensity pressure in our faces they did it again surely we were expecting that but we didn't look like it we were all over the place I blame one player and one player only for this and that's uh, young Rose for not being there because <laughs> we clearly missed him we clearly missed him we went to a back four um, we looked all at sea um, when we play a back three, Dyer plays in front of Alderweireld, and I think he always feels confident he's got that guy behind him. Um, today didn't look like that at all, uh, or yesterday didn't look like that at all. He, he looked nervous. Um, he cost us the second goal, uh, fiddling about on the ball. There were all sorts of little personal mistakes. Clearly, Mane was the difference. They'd done their work, um, and we're giving him tons of space absolute mountains of it and I think Davis thought he got him sorted he'll see him on the outside but he didn't he kept coming on the inside um, and the, the, the third effort after there were 2-0 up and he um, Mane had the third effort which hit the side netting um, there's Davis looking on his right shoulder thinking he was going outside of me he wasn't on the inside and by the time he looked round he'd gone um, with no protection and Pochettino just didn't seem to sort it out I, the only problem he had there was all, all this was going on the other side of the pitch. But by the time, you know, three minutes between the two goals, uh, we were 2-0 down. And sort of the game had gone. And, and as it turned out, yeah, that after that um, period, which was the 18th minute, the game had gone from us. Um, second half, we sorted a few things out. But all Liverpool did really after that was just um, sit and, and not worry about us. 
uh, carried on with a high intensity, but never really worried about scoring again. Um, they even took Coutinho off. Uh, they were that confident um, and brought Chan on, uh, which was just a bolster of the midfield, really. Um, I, it was, this says lackluster, we never, ever got into And then we did, we did get into them, we were then getting silly bookings. Alderald and Kane got their first bookings of the season. In fact, I think probably it's Alderald's first foul of the season. Yeah. But he's done it at the wrong time. I don't want to see him doing it at 2-0 down. I want to see him doing it when we're 0-0 and having to get, we're in a battle. I think we thought we were just going to go up there, play our game, pressure them a bit, and come away with something. And it didn't happen. And we never, ever really got going at all. We just looked... Uh, 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 it was, uh, it was awful to watch. It really was. OK, but before I bring, in John, before I bring John into this, um, question for you, David. If you were... Cause I, I've seen... I'd say lots, some, some, some criticism of, of Maurizio on social media, and there was wasn't too, wasn't too bad um, uh, from some of our fans um, um, who were at the game. Um, but but what would you have done differently? Because I was looking at looking at the game, and I just looked at the players he had on the bench, the players that he had at his disposal. Um, bearing in mind, we've got Lamella injured, we've got Vertonghen, so he's dealing with the players that. He, he, he's, he's dealing with 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 the cards that he's got. What would you have done different if you were Mauricio? Because I looked at it and at two 0 down, I just looked at the bench and I looked at the options. I couldn't see that there was anything that he could have done that could have changed anything. Uh, what I what I would have done, what I'd like to have seen done, but unfortunately, of course, you're two goals down before you really worked out the problem. But had it had I worked out, the, although he had Mane had already given us a warning. Um, with all that space, what I'd like to see, because he wouldn't have got the information over there, I, I would have got one of his our own players to go down injured, holding his hamstring or something, stop the game and then get somebody over. I would then ask Son to double up on Mane. I would have, I know it's taken a player out, but I would have doubled up on Mane and not given him space because Son's got the pace. It would be tempting to even play Walker on that side, but I think that would have been fatal if I tried to play a right back at left back. And I think Mane may well have switched them, but then Walker would have switched with him. We yeah. needed a player with pace to go with him, and I would have simply doubled up on him. I'd agree with that. I think yesterday was on potch, really. Um, teams have beaten them at Liverpool and through the season by being compact, sitting tight and hitting them on the break. Um, the formations that have been played there have been a big part of that, and we just didn't get it right. Um, we were it was it was clueless not to change it around until half time yeah you say it's the other side but he can still get a message across the pitch you can tell one player tells another player and the message gets over there they were always going to swarm over us it was going to be a hunt every spurs fan that i talked to before it knew that they were going to come out and go at us like the clappers we knew everybody knew it was going to happen and we walked out and straight into it to go there as open as that and not pay any attention to what you know it was it's criminal to let Klein and Mane run at Davies for 40 minutes without anybody offering him any protection. Surely somebody on the pitch would have seen what was going on and could have gone over and and just you know just sat there and, and noticed what that what was happening. I mean, I, I was coaching my under nines this morning, and they they get protecting people who are a bit weaker. I, I just I just don't get it. Um, it should have been containment for the first half, all hands on decks. Uh, 
yeah, it's on Poch for not changing it. It was like watching Sherwood or an AVB. Oh, that's harsh. It was, it was completely shambolic. It really was. Um, time and time again, Son was just Son should have just been pushed back, sitting in front of him to offer him something. If if mm. you know, I, I would I would say to have him up front like that was just, he was he was walkabout. He was gone. He wasn't in the game. It, it was horrible. I think that well, I'm, I'm going to defend Maurizio here. I, I think that um, I think events happen so quickly. Um, the, 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 the minutes between the first and the second goal. Um, well, as you said, David, there was a warning beforehand. Um, it was when, when, when Mane broke through earlier. I think it all happened very quickly, and before you know, we were two 0 down. Um, I think some should have done more to track back anyway, as a matter of course. I don't know. I don't know whether we set up to play a particular way and the players had instructions and Maurizio did everything he could but they, they just didn't perform on, 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 on the day so I, I don't know how much he could have done I, I think i tell you one thing that went wrong Wanyama went full on Sissoko and lost everything in midfield well, he, he didn't he didn't have a good game at all and mm. I think that cost us where, where he's soaking up everything in the past yeah. it just didn't happen for him yesterday it really didn't well, I think both both him and um, Musa Dembele gave the ball away a few times. I felt that Delhi gave gave the ball away further up the pitch. Um, the fullbacks weren't great. Um, Dyer, I noticed that he was he he didn't seem comfortable playing in in, 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 in on, on the left of a centre back pairing. Um, just, I just felt he just didn't. I don't know. It didn't seem so sort of self-assured. And Toby, my boy to Toby, I didn't think he had a good, good game. And I felt, um, I felt, I felt he was at fault for the first goal. Um, I think he just stepped up f- far too yeah, for, forward, and it didn't look like mind you, the rest of the team. Uh, in a way, bit... just about everybody was complicit in the in that loss. Yeah, yeah, they, they were really were. Yeah. Um, I, I, you're right. I don't know what we don't know what, what Poch has told him in the first place. Whether he said to Son, you know, you're the quick boy. I want you to press their full back back by by getting chalk on your heels, stay out wide, and we'll play you in as the, as Liverpool doing with Mane. But it wasn't working anyway. Certainly not for the first 15 minutes. And I I, I watched it again this morning, and I'm I'm watching particularly oh, you Eric. Sod. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I know, I know, I and I, I looked at it, of course, with a different eye. Which you do second time around, and I'm watching too many Spurs players when the, when it's broken down, walking, wandering, almost mm. waiting for somebody else to do that job. Because in previous weeks against other teams, we've been very dominant, and the likes of Dembele and, and Wanyama, you know, they've gone and got it, scrambled, got the thing, delivered it off to Ericsson. Now, you give it, you know, give it to Ericsson. That's what you do. He then produces the uh, telling pass. But yesterday wasn't one of those days, and you've got to roll your sleeves up. They won everything, Liverpool. They, they were did. all over us. And yeah. Wanyama was getting particularly sort of tied up with them all. He didn't know where it was. They, they was all, it was almost too congested in the midfield for him. He didn't have any time on it at all. I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. They, and as soon as they got the ball, it was a quick ball back. It went over the top and Marnie was on the go or Klein was on the go or somebody was running for it, uh, Firmino and Coutinho and they were just running at the defence and... It, the tactic worked well. It wasn't a long ball; it was a medium ball from midfield that caught us out every single time. Well, it, it, it was 
actually, um, uh, the, the one where um, um, they scored the second goal when Dyer sort of tried playing on it, that was just a, a, a hopeful lob by um, Milner. He just threw it up in the air. He did it again. Just sort of threw it down there. And, and that caused problems again. Um, so that they weren't actually adverse to playing through, you know, uh, I don't care about playing through midfield. We'll just try it over the top and we'll pick it. We'll, what they were doing is picking up the second ball. They were just pushing forward very quickly with that, uh, just amassing us, um, picking up that second ball because it just always fell to them. And there's no, there's no great clue to that. You know, they're, they're doing it because they're working hard for it. That's why you get the second balls. That's why you get little bounces. Their second goal, it all bounced around around and Mane thanks very much he's left with it to smack it in again it, you know just thought well, that's bad it's not bad luck they made good luck I think Gary Player once said the more I practice the luckier I get <laughs> and the more yeah. hard work you do that, you know that's, that's what it is the only thing I would say about passing information across the pitch and, and it is difficult especially that high intensity because Poch did try to, he, was, he, he was yelling at people after about uh, the fifth minute and I saw this morning he was trying to make adjustments then on the fifth minute so he clearly wasn't happy what he was seeing but the trouble is getting that information you know it's the old send reinforcements uh, send uh, reinforcements we're going to go to advance and by the time it gets across to the left back it's uh, send three reinforcements we're going to a dance and, and we do the wrong things so that's all I always worry about sending little information across you know they're just they're not the brightest of boys sometimes um, you know for that that sort of thing, and, and that's why I'd like to see a player. You know, just get, just tell a player to go down, and then you know we'll get the, the, the team on and, and look at him while we pass the information on and make changes. But yeah, I I, I think Potch has got to take a great deal. But I mean, it's just one game. Um, it, it, it's gone badly, and he'll learn more from that, and he will do a win maybe. But um, and we certainly learned a lot yesterday of, of certain things. Should we have not learned from the Man City game though? Because that was exactly the same yeah. pattern. I said it to somebody else. I'm expecting the same pattern as a Man City game. We'll get, they're just going to come at us, and we didn't seem to learn from that. We've taken nothing. From that. Mm. And it, so when, when, when do you, you know he should have learned? He should have known. Mm. Is it, well, he is should have known yesterday because we know how Liverpool play, and they Liverpool always play against the, the, the top six sides in that manner. They seem to throw it when they play a lower side and, and, and seem to lose concentration themselves and think they can just play a nice mm. game. Going to have to agree disagree on that one because I, I still think the, the, the players should, should take a bit more responsibility. I think they were a bit lax, lackadaisical, um, but more than anything, I just felt that there were no leaders on the pitch. They didn't take any responsibility and um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to defend Maurizio on this one. I, I think that the... the, the the players let themselves they, they they let Borussia down. They let they let the fans, travelling fans down. Most of all, they let themselves down. Um, you, you, Jack, uh, go on. Yeah. Um, you went up there yesterday. Did you manage to get a ticket? I did. So this has been. I'm not going to go. I'm not bore you with, with all the details. But um, pretty much the whole of the week, I was trying to get hold of a ticket. Um, I'd been assured that I would um, get a ticket. And then on Thursday, the person that was going to um, facilitate that, um, uh, the guy who actually posted the ticket out, he posted it second class, so there was no way that I was going to get it um, in time. Um, and with that in mind, I Thursday I was making, I was getting, you know, I was lo looking around on social media and various places, get, getting in touch with, with a few contacts, being. Um, put through to other people and 
I managed to get one um, one ticket. Um, I was told on Thursday that um, that it was a ticket I could buy with a chap um, who was getting the same train as me up, up from Euston. So um, I got my first ticket on the way up, but then there was still the ticket which hadn't um, which which had sort of fallen through, as it were, because this chap had sent it second class. Now I didn't want to I didn't want to risk it because. Um, yeah, it was too close to kick off, and they'd arranged for it to be for me to pick it up from Anfield. But that in itself, um, uh, shall we say, is a risky um, operation if you're not the person in question. Um, uh, and um, I, I, as it happens, I did, I did purchase, I did go to Anfield, and I did pick that second ticket from the from the ticket office. Um, and I promptly sold, sold, sold it, so I, I made my, hey, I, I, I paid my money back on, on that ticket, and I had a match ticket, so we're all good. Um, and on the way up, um, got the got the chartered train, um, sat next to next to some really nice people, um, a lady called Sarah, and um, a guy called Josh, um, Josh, who was actually a Peterborough fan. Um, but Spurs are a second team. He's from Peterborough, um, and another guy whose name escapes me. I think his name was Dan. But they're, they're really nice people, um, and we were actually talking about Tottenham podcasts, and um, they mentioned that they listened to a few, and then I obviously mentioned this one, as as you do. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so pleasant journey up. Got got a ticket, um, but disappointing disappointing journey down. Um, I mean, somebody said away days are good days out, just ruined by ninety minutes of football. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tell you what, the, the frustrating thing is last season. Um, I did a few away matches then, and um, I, pretty much every one that I went to, I had had a feeling that we're going to win this. Simple as that. We're going to win this, and, I, and I'd look at the look at the home fans, and, I, and I'd, I'd look at them. And I, let's say, I know Southampton, for example, or Norwich. And they'll be there in their numbers behind their team, and I'm just thinking, you're going to go home disappointed. And but I don't get that feeling now. I don't know what's what's happened this season. Whereas our home form has been really good, um, our away form has been somewhat disappointing. Um, what else was I going to say on 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 the trip up to trip up to Liverpool? Um, uh, yeah. It, 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 it's it, it was what it was. Um, I met um, Annette Smith um, from from Glasgow, um, friend of the show, and um, I bought some chocolates from her, um, which um, I think we mentioned on a previous podcast. Um, um, she makes chocolates, um, and uh, if you're interested in really good good quality chocolates, um, then Google or search on Facebook or Twitter or um, that sort of thing, sugar snap, um, and uh, yeah, that was probably the highlight of the day. The chocolates, the football was a big, big let letdown. Um, you, you've ordered some of the chocolates before, um, David. I have, I believe. I have had some at Christmas, and uh, some are on the way. Excellent. Right. Um, just coming back to, to what, what you said earlier, David, about about the about the um, the performance and the fact that everybody pretty much played poorly it's a, you said they were complicit in that it's, it's a bit like um, Mur- Murder on the or- Orient Express when every single per- person um, 
ends up being responsible for. I don't know if either of you have seen the film or, or read the book. Uh, no, you just ruined it. Actually, I was going to watch that. <laughs> oh later. yeah, spoilers! Come on, Jav, spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, there, there, were, there was very much an, uh, um, an, an element of that. The only I, I thought Larice saved us a few times. I think it could have been far worse um, than it actually was. But he's um, the Kane, captain. Kane. He's yeah, the Kane captain. Played. Kane did all right. Look, I mean, it, it, you, you lose together, you win together. I, 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 to pick people out, you know, I know Son's being picked out a, a little bit on this, and I, and, I, and he might, if he's not doing what Poch is asking, then it, then he is to blame. But we don't know what has been asked of them. Kane worked hard. Um, Walker did all right. Um, Winston. Winks did really well, I thought, when he came on. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and I love Winks. He, he didn't look out of place either on the day, did he? No. Um, he was getting in there, and I loved the fact that he came straight on and got booked. Put his, raked his studs across somebody. I can't think who it was now. He might have been Marne, actually. Surely Winks is... This is something that occurred to me watching the game, but also um, uh, something that... Um, was mentioned on, on a train platform on, on the on the way back. Winks seems to be the only one. If you if you look at the players outside the starting eleven, I know that's slightly skewed by the fact that um, we've got Lamella, uh, Rose, and Vertonghen out injured. Um, and if and if let's just say they all walk back in the team straight away, then three from yesterday's starting eleven would, would be relegated to the bench. But but if you take the the eleven that are playing at the moment on a regular basis. And you look at the players we have on the bench or, or, or in the rest of the squad. Apart from Winks, there isn't anybody really not knocking on the door and saying, "I deserve a place in the first team." Yeah. The ones that have come in have come in through injury, so there's there's that. But the the, the ones that have been brought in and Kudu and NG before him, mm. uh, they haven't shown anything when they have come on. And maybe you know Onoma, they haven't been given yeah. a chance even really. Well, but even Onoma, when on the few occasions he has played, I know it's harsh because you know sometimes players need to run a game. So on the few occasions he has played, he hasn't really shone. Whereas you contrast that to Winks, on the few occasions he has played, he's he's sort of said, "All right, give me another chance, give me another chance." And each time he's he's got a chance and he's played a bit more. He, he's he, uh, yesterday I felt that he could. There's no reason why he couldn't start a Premier League match going forward. In, in days gone by, you see, you, you'd have brought one of these players on in, in, um, in the FA Cup. Um, you could never, going back to 30, 40 years ago, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't change a whole team. You'd have been fine for it. But today you can. It's, it's a very different market. But we're changing the whole team now when it comes to League Cups and FA Cups, which is a shame. Because I'd like to see two or, just the two or three changes and bring in those players in amongst the regulars. And I, I think you'll get a better view of what they're capable of. But when you see them coming in, into a, a massively changed team, which um, doesn't seem to sort of know each other very well and they don't seem to have that rhythm going, it's difficult to assess them at times. Mm. One of the pundits said that we've got a good first 11, but if you scratch the surface, there's not much behind that. And I tend to agree with that. I mean, Davis looked shot yesterday. He look, doesn't look like the player he was a year ago. I think my, but if I want to, can I just change this completely and just say my biggest gripe about yesterday was, was the lack of our attack at the defence. They had Lucas as a central midfielder, Milner as the left back, Walker yeah. didn't attack him once, every corner went into Mignolet's hands, 
they were literally sat on deck chairs smoking pipes the whole game and even in the second half when they didn't come out we didn't do anything to threaten them at all they had a day off it was yeah, really they, really they had poor a second, they had a second class defence in didn't they a second yeah. class defence we and didn't made even test good. it no, didn't even test it good. once yeah yeah. It was, it was unbelievable and you know that's our own doing that is our own doing and it's, it's almost the same attacking um, style as went against Sunderland where we were just tippy-tapping it around the box with no actual penetration Mm. But that's that's why they were that's why they were coming at us. Uh, they, were, they were defending further up the pitch to def, to, to protect. And we, think, we didn't we didn't match them. I think that um, uh, there are a few factors which I think um, you touched upon this earlier, David. Um, somewhat impeded us. One, I think, is obviously losing Jan and Rose. You're losing two quality players and everything they bring to the team. Um, but I think particularly... Uh, well, Rose, you've got what he brings going forward. Jan, you've got what he brings as a defender and his partnership with, with, with Vertonghen. But I think the, the fact that we've, we were playing with a back three and then as soon as Jan got injured... Um, against West Bromwich, West Bromwich Albion. The only time I think we played with the back three after that was against City in the first half. And Vimmer mm. didn't really fit in. I would have liked to have seen Davis in a back three, but that, that he wasn't given the chance. And we can't really do that now because we need somebody at, um, at left-back's cover Rose um, in a four. So we've, we've gone back to a four and it's just affected the balance. Um, a few other notes I, I made was, um, I think we were slow out of the blocks. You contrast that to them. Um, they were really quick going forward. And I don't mean... On Match of the Day, they said that we lack pace going forward. I, I don't completely su- subscribe to that view because I think that at our very best, when we've hit teams on the counter, we, we do have pace. We showed that, for example, against United at home last season. I think what what I would say we lack is speed and incisiveness in our passing. Just quick passes, quick one-touch passes, um, which Liverpool were doing against us when they were going forward. Whereas... We were slow out out of the blocks, and and by being slow, if we were in our, in, if we were in, in our own half, we were getting closed down and and, and they were pressing us. Um, if we were in the final third, we were just so slow that not, we we do that typical thing where we can't break a team down and balls just going from side to side. Um, I've written. It's called desire, Jav. It's called desire, mm. and they had it and we didn't yesterday. Yeah, it was lacking. Sun, yeah. not, sun not tracking back. I've put here. Um, I think Ericsson. Tra- I don't. I just don't know what his. I don't know what his uh, remit was at the beginning. You know, before the game, what was he supposed to do? So I don't know. Okay, that that just re- re- reminds me because I, I made a comment somewhere on social media, um, quite a con- controversial thing, which was this. Um, during the game, I was watching it, and it just suddenly occurred to me that there was a player that we were missing yesterday. Um, not somebody who plays for us anymore, but who we sold in the summer, and that's Massa Chadley. Now, I'm not suggesting for a minute that we should re-sign him, and I'm not suggesting that that, that selling him was 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 a mistake. I think it was a, it was the right thing to do. But I think one thing that Chadley gave us, um, he did track back in the same way that, for example, a few years ago, Aaron Lennon would track back on the right hand side, and I don't think Sun just does that. I think we we look disjointed. Um, I'd agree. And particularly, I, with, mm. I was just saying, particularly when Rose plays, when Rose plays, because Rose goes forward so much, um, there isn't such an emphasis for for some to to stay out wide and 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 provide that width. Um, but with Davis, Davis tends to not go as forward as much. So some's 
um, out on, 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 the, on, on, on the left wing, providing, a, providing the width. But uh, that's all he seems to do. He doesn't, even when he loses the ball, he, he just, yeah, he, doesn't, he just lacks that desire to, to, to track back and win the ball. It's just very... Uh, but it didn't stop that 11 matching Liverpool for effort. It really doesn't. Regardless of, you're right, you know, he's not the same player, Davis, as uh, Rose. As I say, I, I, who knows what would have happened, but it, it, in my opinion, if Rose had played, um, I think he would have um, uh, kept pace with uh, Mane and it would have been a different game. But we, we need to match. It's not, it's not a case, you, as you know, it's not a case of fitness. Um, we could match anybody for fitness, I'm sure of that. Um, and we should have done. We should have been in there with them. But we weren't. Their, their, their desire was more than ours. They were set. I know they came from some terrible results. And they were at home in front of their own fans. And they were always going to give it everything. But we seem to be surprised by it. We've got some comments and questions from, from listeners around the game. Rob Craxford says, Poor performance apart from Lloris, who is average at best. Kevin Morgan asks... Why the fuck do we continue to commit suicide by attempting to play it out from the back when we are utter shit at doing it? Now, this is something that really annoys me. And I know, John, you and I discussed it, I think, maybe at the Swansea match. And it, I find it really frustrating that we constantly try to play it out the back and pass it from side to side. And teams have cottoned on to that and, and they, they, they press us. They do effectively what we did to Man City at home um, back in October. All of last season, we pressed really well. And all of last season, we managed to play out of the back. And I think you look at any team now, the high press is the, is the dominant tactic that's been employed. Push, push on the back four, make sure the midfield's covered by a couple of players and there's no ball to go. And you win it back and you're in on goal. And a lot of teams are doing it, that we're getting done to us what we did to everybody else. And I don't think Poch has got an answer. Mm. Really? We need to. We need to make. I. I, I don't have. I, I've got no issues playing out out of the back, but I think we need. We need to mix it up a bit. It's just become too predictable. Yeah. Yeah. We we spoke a little while ago about, about well we we said we didn't got a plan B, and then of course we did change to a back three. That was our plan B. We did very well with it, but uh, clearly at times we need a plan C. And if they are high pressing, yeah, we we need to sling it a little bit um, down into the corners. Um, Hopefully they're pressing. Their fullbacks have pushed forward. If they've got, if they've got a back three, we just need to play that in, like Glenn Hoddle used to. He used to just turn, fire it at the corner flag, and off Steve Archibald or Garth Crooks would go diving into the corners, pick it up, hold it up until the team got up there, and and that would be a plan C maybe. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I I agree. There are times I'd like to see us. No, just don't don't play because you know you're you're, you're going to get caught with it in the end, and we do. But that, that's Toby's diagonal ball, isn't it? That's the the, the long yes. ball that we have out of that. Uh, or you've yes. got Dembele bursting through midfield, you know. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it comes off. And I think one thing that I think has to be said about yesterday to put a level head on it and and just sort of like rationalise it in some way. Sometimes you have to roll the dice to try and win these games, and maybe that's what Poch did. You know, we haven't got a very good record against the top six, and he thought we've got to go out and get a result. And I'm going to set the team up how I think we could get win the game. And he rolled the dice, and it, you know, instead of getting a, a double six, he got a double one, and that, you know, that's how that, it went yesterday. That may well, well be the case, absolutely. And I said I don't know how he set it up before the game, and against Man City, he did change it very quickly. He got the information across to go from a back three to a back four, um, and 
and we 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 got something out of that game, fortunately. But um, yeah, yeah, we were two 0 down yesterday before we before we could really draw breath. Comment from Zach Casnola. At times like these, do you envy egg chasers who can console themselves in the raptures of beating Wales and Cardiff? <laughs> uh, Zach is a big rugby fan, I should add. Um, uh, I, I was with him last last year at the Six Nations game against Wales at Twickenham. Um, another uh, or actually question from, rather than comment from, from Zach. Um, he says, what silver linings can we take from the rain clouds of Anfield? I, t- I tell you what silver lining I can take is the, the, the best thing about yesterday was getting the train back and consoling myself with the fact that I don't live in Liverpool. <laughs> that's, my, that's my silver lining. And, a, cho- and, you- and, and a chocolate on the, on, on the train journey back helped as well. We've played there. We've done that match. Let's move on. We've probably Our two hardest matches now uh, are Arsenal and United at home. As far, as far as I'm concerned, so in the league, so let, let's just console ourselves that, that that game's over. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's just a rant today. I mean, we are all passionate supporters, and uh, we 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 give a lot of emotion to it. So consequently, when you see a result that we cave in like that, it's going to frustrate us all. And we're probably going to say things that probably aren't even true, never alone. <laughs> um, remotely accurate. Well, you know what I mean. It's a you know you just you just want to throw a, a comment at one of the players when he's done something wrong. But in truth, you know he's he's played twenty games brilliantly and has had one bad one and um, or a poor one and, and you want to sort of throw. It's just the frustration of, of giving all that emotion to it. But we are second still. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are still in the mix. Um, if we then pick up the next six games uh, in a row with with wins, even. Um, you know, with Liverpool will start to pale away a, a little bit. So there's, there's plenty in it. There's plenty in well, it still. It's one game. We move on. It's interesting. So um, Chelsea have just drawn against Burnley. Yeah. So that puts us 10 points behind them, which is, by the way, exactly where, where we were when we last recorded a, a podcast um, together. Um, uh, before we played Chelsea, of course, we then got it to seven. And anyway... It's now now back at ten points. Um, there are how many matches left? Um, there are thirteen games. So I, I think, if I'm honest, I'm going to hold my hands up and say I don't think we're going to win the league. Um, contrary to what I might have said before and countless times this season, I don't think we're going to win. I think it's going to be a. I think it'll be a very tall ordeal now. Um, I don't think I ever really believed we would. I mean, before we even started against Liverpool, uh, we're nine points behind. Chelsea have only dropped three games in the first 20, um, lost three games in the first 24. We're asking them to lose another three and us not to drop a point, at least. That's right. just to draw level. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and that's never going to... I mean, I, personally, I just hand, I'd hand Chelsea the trophy now. So, in a sense, if we finish in the top four, I will be happy. Clearly, I want to be above Arsenal. Um, that would be my next thing, and and I'd like a little bit of silverware, of course. But um, yeah, I, I you know I, I I won't be I won't feel terrible if it's not second. We get third or fourth, but as long as you get Champions League, that that's I'll be happy with that. What I would say about Chelsea is, and I know I know that some of our own fans are critical of us and our squads, and and you know. Uh, our lack of transfer activity or, or, or the players that we have bought in and there are some questions around that later on and also pundits will, will, will criticise us and say well, you know, we don't have the depth and, and this sort of thing um, 
if you look at Chelsea, and I'm not, I'm not taking away anything they've done, and, and I think Con- they've got a really good manager. I think Conte is, is a good, good manager, and they're very lucky to, to have him. Um, they've been very fortunate with injuries this season. Um, so were Leicester last season. Um, we were fortunate last season to a degree because yeah. we had Kane fit for most of it. The only player that well, we had Son injured for a little bit, but the only one that we really big injury we had last season was was Vertonghen, um, around about the same time uh, as, as this year, and we managed fortunately to cope. Whereas you look at this season, we had Kane out injured, we had Toby injured, now we've got Jan injured again, and Rose, um, and even you could argue Lisa Dembele at the start of the season, he was he was still carrying a, a suspension, then he came back, but he wasn't fully fit. So we've suffered from that. And by the way, as have other teams, um, Liverpool recently with, with Mane and Coutinho out. So Chelsea have been fortunate. Um, but let's say they're going to win the league for sake of argument. That no one can catch them. We're you know we're, we're second, decent position. Um, okay, better goal difference than Arsenal. There aren't any points that separate us at the moment. And City could overtake us if they win on Monday night. They're playing Bournemouth, Liverpool, and United. And United aren't too far behind. But looking at our next nine fixtures, these are all. I know football's not played on paper, but these are all very much winnable. Stoke at home, um, Everton at home. Everton probably will give us a tough game, but our home form has been very good this season. Palace away, okay, it's a London derby, but they haven't really. They're yeah, shocking. They're, yes, Big Sam or Fat Sam hasn't really um, turned them around. Then Southampton at home, again, that could be a tricky one, but our home form has been really good. Burnley away, I think that actually might be tricky. Um, I think Burnley are quite good at home. Then you've got Swansea away. Um, if it's the same Swansea that you and I watched, John at the lane, then we should win that comfortably, but but they yep. seem to be um, resurgent. Watford at home, Bournemouth at home, again, games we should win. And then Leicester away um, won't be easy, but we are... We could. There's no reason why we couldn't go go there and win. And then, and then after that, obviously, you've got um, the last, I think it's four or five matches, and we've got... Um, uh, United and Arsenal, both of which are at home. Um, so there's no reason why we can't, and hopefully with Jan coming back and um, Rose coming back, and who knows, maybe Lamella will, will come back at some point. Um, there's no reason why, why, we, why we can't put put a uh, run of wins together and consolidate our position. Yeah, well, the problem, the problem slightly is that we're going to be playing probably more games than some of the others around us. Yeah. I mean, they say there's a um, was it about nine more games than Chelsea potentially will be playing and um, was it we play four games before Liverpool play again although they actually that's actually we play Sunday and they, Liverpool play in Monday that fourth game so that's not really true but we play three games certainly in times so we're getting and, and you might say well we can cope with that well we might be able to yeah that's fine but we may get some more injuries that's the risk isn't it playing all these games a little bit of yeah. sadness some more injuries come along so yeah you know, you can see why this is well against us this year at the moment. Although we're doing far better at this stage than I ever dreamed of at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Well, we're consistent. We're, we're consistent. We um, we we finished third last season. We 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 weren't too far off second, or we should have finished second. Um, and we're in the same position this season, and albeit with with less resources and teams around us um okay before we take more questions um here is bex with this week's first ladies updates hola so the girls played lewis 
ladies at Chesson today, Sunday. They strolled out nice 2 0 winners. That's a league game, both goals scored by Wendy Martin. As I said before, the league table takes a while to update, but by my reckoning, that puts the girls on top as the team that were previously top, Cardiff City, lost 2 0 at Charlton today. So the girls still playing well, not conceded many, and still unbeaten. The next game is next weekend, next Sunday uh, at 2 o'clock at Chesson again. That's an FA Cup fourth round, and that's against Brighton and Hove Albion, who are WSL2. They were promoted from the Premier League South last season, so Spurs should be quite aware of what Brighton can and can't do. Apart from that, I said last week the ladies are through to the Boo Avenue uh, Cup final. That's now been played on the 5th of April. It's at Chesson against Charlton, so a repeat of last year, and that's a 19.30 kickoff. So, uh, anybody who fancies a bimble, come and have a look. Come and see what it's all about and see what I've been blathering on about all year so far. Um, so, that's me. I've said quite enough. Bex, I am on Twitter at BunchesBex or available via the THF podcast, either Facebook or Twitter. Okay, cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hi, welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Thank you, Bex, as ever. Right, uh... Before we do some questions, um, just to mention, so earlier this week um, we, we had a new um, Chief Scout, Steve Hitchin, who, who t- taken over and, and replaced Paul Mitchell. Um, just I was reading up, up, up about this, I, I didn't know any, anything about him, but he um, he worked for Liverpool um, around about 2010-2011 and, and he was apparently instrumental in, in bringing Luis Suarez over, over to Liverpool. Um, uh, but, but the thing that really stuck out, I, I wasn't aware, was back in the mid mid noughties, um, he worked for us um, on a part time basis yeah. um, as our European scout in France, and he played a big part in the signings of Modric, Kabul, uh, Benoit Asakoto, and um, the top director of football at the time, um, Kamoli, um, was impressed by Hitchens' knowledge, contacts and, and, and work ethic. So he, he gave him more responsibility and, and more of an international role. Um, when Kamoli left, I think he was fired, I think, he, as, I, as I recall. Anyway, when um, when Harry Redknapp took over in 2008, replacing um, Santini, Kamoli wasn't deemed... Um, I think Redknapp's sort of manager that, that didn't really ever like the idea of working with the director of football, so um, Kamali went, but um, he went on to Liverpool uh, around about 2010, and he took um, he took Steve Hitchin with him, which pissed off Harry, um, who, who rated him highly. Um, Hitchin's going to report to the Fremount Football Commit- Committee of Levy, Mauricio, and our academy manager John McDermott um, interesting appointment I wonder if wonder if we, we, we start to see particularly as well, I wonder, wonder if we start, start to see some, some good good talent and coming through at Spurs particularly I know obviously fans are frustrated with, with some of the signings that, that we made in the summer but we shall well, see if you can pick out another Modric that would be nice yeah yeah um, yeah yeah the, the, you know we can only hope I think yesterday was, you know, you could, going back to yesterday, I know we shouldn't dwell on it, but it was almost a story of two signings that cost 30 million quid. Ours came off the bench and he's got a horrible first touch and there's his Mane. 
you know it, it we didn't it's not like we didn't spend money we spent 70 million quid in the summer and we we haven't really improved our first team i don't think so let's hope he can do better well for every for every um luka modric there's also a Yunus Kabul. So he, he bought in Kabul, for example. And I think I'd be, I, I think if you go through history, every single football manager you need to take somebody like Alex Ferguson. They've made some shocking signings for every Jem, good Jemba. player. Jemba Jemba. Um, who was the other one? The Cleverson signed at the same time. Yep. Um, even yeah, arguably... Argentinian midfielder. What was that? Um, God, the bald oh, one. Oh, Veron. Veron, yeah. that's it. Ar- arguably his last signing at Old Trafford, um, somebody that he signed but didn't join them and was loaned back to Palace, Zaha. Um, yeah, didn't, yeah. Didn't, I'd, take that... I'd take him. I'd take him. I think he'd be a better option than G and, um, and, and Kudu. I'd take, I'd take him. We were, we were linked with him. Um, okay, just very briefly, we've got Ghent next um, and then Fulham a week today. Um, quick predictions and what sort of team do you think you will go for well that's a difficulty isn't it Jan? i mean it's uh, what sort of team we're going to put out um yeah i clearly think you know both are, are very winnable so um i, I fulham are fortunate on the back of it. they're playing quite well at the moment fulham i do sort of keep my eye on them at times um but there shouldn't be any match for us i i i expected uh, two or three um to beat them by Again, I'm a little bit unknown quantity, but I, I I think we'll struggle out there a little bit, but fortunately we've got them away first, so we'll learn a bit more about them. I hope we defend a little bit better and uh, go out there to keep a draw um, and, and snatch one if we can. But if we come back with a draw, um, that's what I'll be happy with and beat them at the lane. I would. I think we're going to struggle against Fulham and we'll, we'll, we'll scrap a draw and go to a replay. And I think we'll beat Ghent two 0 Okay, I'm going to go into the David camp, which is I think we'll draw with Ghent one all, and I think we'll beat Fulham two nil. Um, we're not going to preview the Stoke match. We'll, we'll, we'll do that on next week's podcast. The only thing I would say is that we've got Stoke don't have an, a, a, a match now until they play us, and we've got three three games from now yeah. till, till then. Um, Similarly, uh, I've read something about Liverpool. Not that, or, or actually, it was, it was on match today this morning about the fact that um, that you know that, that they're out of, that, that they don't play for another few weeks either. Because yeah. um, obviously they're out, they're out of both domestic cup competitions and didn't qualify for Europe. Right. Um, questions. Um, by the way, as ever, if you want to send us questions to the podcast, you can do so via Twitter. The Twitter handle is at CHF Podcast. You can do so via the Tottenham Hotspur Family Facebook fam, via the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast Facebook page. Um, and you can also email us. Email address is spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast.com. Right. Uh, David Phipps, why is our away form, form so bad? What do we need to do to turn it around um, he goes on to say I think we've only won four away from the lane this season this could be a big problem next season um, by that he means that uh, uh, we'll be playing games at Wembley which will effectively feel like an away day tricky one well I, yeah I'd, what I'd like to see is do a little bit more when I see um, Mourinho's very good at this if he's got this eye playing right he doesn't try and go there and, and, and outscore any team he's a spoiler and he sets his teams up 
to, to absolutely spoil. We beat Chelsea 5 3 um, a few weeks before the League Cup final. He learned from that and it came to the League Cup final. And all he did, he stuck Zuma in that centre midfield and made sure that no ball could get through to Kane. He spoiled the whole lot and then just waited until he got the one goal. And then we had to push a little bit forward. We need to be doing that sort of thing. We need to be a bit more of a spoiler. We don't have to go gun ho and that's what we should have done yesterday. Had we, have, we, we got up there, we started with a point. And then we go back to the Liverpool game here. We, we started with a point. Keep it. Keep it for the time being. We can always break and get that goal. But don't commit too many forward. And if we can learn to play like that, I think we'll be more points out of the other way games. Yeah, I'd agree. I would agree with that. We just need to tighten up, sit pretty. You set up a team not to lose, and then anything else on top of that is a bonus. That's exactly what, like you say, exactly what Mourinho does. Don't lose the game, and then let's see if we can nick something, rather than just go out all guns blazing and get shots of pieces. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'm just surprised this season that, given that our away form was so good last season, um, and actually seasons before that, it started to get better. Now it almost seems to be a, a revert to type um, of, you know, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. Um, okay, maybe not that bad, but um, we're just not we're just not picking up as many points away from home. Um, at home, I know everybody goes on about our home form being great, and the, the results suggest that, um, but I still feel at home it can be very frustrating to watch Tottenham because teams come and park the bus. Um... Whereas I think away from home that should suit us, but but maybe maybe teams do exactly the same thing. I mean, we tend to play, we tend to try to play like the home team quite often away from home, and and teams just part the bus and, and make it very difficult. Um, Leicester won the Premiership doing that home and away last year. Yeah, but what was it 30, 40 or forty percent possession, something like that? Yeah. Quite often. <laughs> I think they had to show them a picture of the football before they went out, just to remind them what it was like. <laughs> um, right, question on Twitter. At JBear67John says, it's a nightmare. What do you see as more concerning in the short term? The porous that right, defence or the inability to score? I don't think the defence is that porous. I think we're just missing Rose and Vertonghen. And I, we were just attacked. The danger is, is in the next game, do other teams learn from how Liverpool went at us and do the same? I think going. I think the going forward is far more concerning. Because, like I say, the, the, the state of their defence and goalkeeper, and we didn't really challenge them once mm. yesterday. I think going forward it's a bit more concerning than the defence for me. It depends if you're home or away, really. Um, as I say, I'll just go back to my previous answer. I would. Um, it's not defence itself. We defend as a team, and effectively we attack as a team. And that's how I say I don't see our four defenders as that's our um, study area. Um, we, we defend as a team. And, and again, I would just go to, I would be more concerned about um, us, our ability. We, we do. When teams do go at us, um, like Liverpool did yesterday, suddenly a little bit of panic comes into us and, and all that uh, hard work we've been doing has gone out the window and we seem to be in a bit of panic. So I'd like to see us be able to... I mean, United did it for years where if teams did go at them, they were pretty solid, didn't get rattled. They might concede, but um, they, they certainly won more than they lost. So I'd like to see us just a little more solid um, as a team 
and uh, I'm not too worried about attack if I'm honest okay um, next question Paul Eastall after last night and Sunderland and the Sunderland game I have felt the new signings have not improved the squad at all for me like I said at the time of signing them um, that um, it just goes on to say they, they weren't good um, they weren't good enough and um, he stands by that s- statement even more so now I think he's being a tad um a tad harsh because I think Victor Wanyama has been an improvement, surely, on the squad. Very much so. And that's where it stops and starts. We <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. should just just jump straight to to to, to the next question. I, I don't unless either of you think. No. Okay. No. Okay. Mer- see, yeah, see if the new guy can get somebody good in. Because yeah, he's right. That's a, yeah. that's 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 a challenge. Um, Merrick Wells, Merrick, who I recorded, uh, Merrick, who's here last week, and we watched the um, yeah the Borough game together, and then we, we recorded a, a podcast and we did it as a Facebook Live, which was a lot of fun. So Merrick's back back in um, Zaragoza, um, and Hola. If any, and if anybody wants to watch that podcast, it's still available on the Facebook page. It's also now uploaded to the Tom Hotspur Family Podcast YouTube channel, so you can watch it from there if you if you don't have Facebook. Um, Merrick asks, how much is Poch's ability to convince Levy to spend under threat due to the Sissoko failure? I, I think that's a non-issue, because I, like I said earlier, I think from the beginning of time, there are always managers that will, will have one or two signings, you know, even the best manager that, that, that's, that's really astute in the transfer market, they will have one or two signings which, for whatever reason, don't work out, whether that's poor judgment or whether that's just that player doesn't fulfil the potential. Um, I, 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 I think Levy's got his man. I think Levy trusts, trusts, trusts Mauricio, so I don't, I don't see it being an issue. Who's going to come in on that? Shall I come in? Um, okay. I um, uh, I don't see him stopping Poch from spending. I mean, after all, he's he's been selling players, so he's brought money in that way. And and I I suspect my my gut feeling is that uh, two or three will go in the summer. Um, and I think it'd be more if it depends on the player. And clearly, if Poch turns around and says, you know, I want so and so who's quite a good name um, over in Germany, should we say? Um, I think he'd spend out. I think he would. Our problem probably more is whether players coming in will um, will, will, will stick by our uh, wage structure. Um, that's that's the difficulty, you know. That mm. We know that's why we. I think we tend to lose some of the players. I don't know, you know. Someone said about Mane. You know, why didn't we have him? Well, maybe because Liverpool probably offered him fifty percent more than we did. That yeah. may well be the case. Um, our, our wage structure can be a, a little bit tricky to get round. That's why players like uh, Ali we brought in. You know, we probably quadrupled his wages at least, and, and it probably boy was tripping over himself to come to us. The thing is, you're going saying about Dele, all the reports today. Oh, could he go to Man City? Could he go to China? You know, if somebody's going to throw money at him, if he see, if he's just signed a new deal for say 50 grand a week, and Harry Kane's just signed a deal a week later for 100 grand, how's he going to feel? And if somebody comes along with more money, is he going to want to go? I think the the players that are coming here want, uh, 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 and the Poch is choosing, want to come and play for Poch and want to come and play for the club. And I think that's that's a, a, an essential part of it. I'll trust Poch. Uh, you know, 
yesterday was one of the rare occasions that he's made mistakes and I'd trust him to buy players still mm. okay uh, next question Brian Daly his Twitter handle is at B-A-S Daly D-A-L-Y if we had Mane instead of Sissoko would we have won the league this year quite a statement um, well I think it, it would be a bloody big improvement certainly on, on, on Sissoko if we had Mane um, I'm, I'm trying to think where he'd fit in in our side no, I'm, I'm joking because um, it would be an improvement <laughs> yeah yeah he would be an, he would be an improvement absolutely we can't get them all unfortunately got to share them out a bit you know if we, yeah if we'd have bought Jesus or uh, Jesus yeah. or whatever his name is would that have been yes. an improvement you know yeah if, Gabriel a, Jesus yeah the, the Gabbiadini geezer uh, is whoever uh, uh, Southampton if we'd have yeah. bought him yeah you know looks a some signing at the moment doesn't he exactly so you know mm. if all our if all our if all our draws have been wins we'd be top of the league it's ifs and yeah. buts really yes. absolutely yeah. I think look player for player yeah um, we, we he would be he's clearly better than Fasoko and um, he would improve our going back to the question earlier from Paul Esau he would be an improvement on our squad um Ed Brad, which of our squads could you see making a switch to China? Um, Sissoko, please. Well, Sissoko. I mean, I, the one thing that occurred to me, this is quite harsh, but there were a few players I was looking at yesterday and I thought you're, some of whom played, some of whom didn't feature, and I was going through it in my head and I just thought, they're not going to be in the, they're not going to be around at, 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 um, come the summer. I think I think Kevin I think Kevin Vimmer will go. Yep. yep. I think Josh Onomo will be loaned out and he'll go. Yep somewhere um, I this is going to sound quite controversial because I, I think he's a decent player but there is a big gulf at the moment between himself and Danny Rose and I think that's Ben Davis yeah. um, I could I'm not saying we will sell him but I could foresee a situation where if there's a better left back on the market that can yeah. um you know that, that can improve our squad or, or can, can compete with um, Danny Rose, then I think he will become surplus to requirements. Arguably, you could say the same about Trippier. Yeah, I know. It worries me both. Those really, you can see they are first team players. They're yeah. at that age now, and they want they want game time. They, they sat on the bench and they had their time. And I think both of them will think, you know, if an offer comes in, as you say, if there's a replacement, that's that's the critical part. Uh, but I do agree. I can see that, that that would answer the previous question. I can see Sissoko going. He's of that age where he's getting the back end of his career and uh, still got plenty to give. But if somebody comes over and says, oh, 50 million pounds on the table, which is probably what they'll offer, I'm sure that um, Poch and Levy would absolutely grab it. And then that answers as to what, what he can go and buy after that, doesn't it? Mm. He's got plenty of uh, dosh to go to play with. The other one I can see going in the summer potentially is Son. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd, I was he was going to be my one to say. I think he he may go back to Germany. Um, and if you're talking about aged aged players, uh, Dembele's getting on a bit. Uh, he, he is, but going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I Son that will remain. I think, yeah, I think Son will remain. Actually, I do think Son will remain. I think he's got a lot to give. I mean, yesterday, it, the, the the way that it, it panned out, it made him look a bit of an idiot. Um, sort of playing rather badly wandering around but um, it, it was the whole team made him look that way uh, as well as, as himself 
So, um, but he, other games, he's given a lot for us, and, and he's been very much part of that first team. So I don't think he'll be going anywhere. Not yet. Okay, fi- final two questions: Richard Healy, um, who, had, who, who we had on the pod a few weeks ago, was Sun's yellow cards the most pathetic attempt at a foul ever seen? If you're going to get booked, at least take the man out. Now, I, I must confess. Um, I've got no no recollection of this, so I'm hoping either of you gentlemen right. can help me out. It, well, he got the ball and, and the player had gone past, and and he sort of stuck his leg out, and it was just about waist high. Unfortunately, it sort of brushed his shorts rather than really made any contact. But it it was more of a sort of um, uh, as it's been put in social media, uh, um, Ixon turned around and said made a, <laughs> a kung fu sound apparently, uh, that sort of a kung fu kick. Um, but uh, that's sort of what it was um, but I'm sort of glad he didn't because had he made contact I mean up there it would have been a red card so I'm actually quite pleased he did make a pathetic attempt to got a yellow the, the referee was card happy yesterday and he was giving yellows for non-fouls and there was actually two fouls against our guys the one that Son where he, he was Milner took him out He Milner didn't get booked for that which really surprised me and there was another one on um, on the, the left wing as well which didn't result in a card but there was little niggly ones that were and I think the referee was frustrating yesterday yeah who was the referee I'm just finding that out now I've forgotten was it Andrew oh uh... I, I, it, it wasn't Mason I can't remember uh, uh, no I can't remember off the top of my head oh I can't tell you what <laughs> uh, it wasn't Clattenburg it wasn't uh, uh... it wasn't, wasn't Bobby Madeley. it wasn't Clatten- Clattenburg I've got, I'm not a big fan of him but I've got to say he's the best of a bad bunch um, well no he, he royally fucked up yesterday didn't he royally oh of course at Arsenal yeah um, who is it it wasn't yeah, Kalina he, he... <laughs> um, it wasn't Kalina did he say no it wasn't Kalina um, um, wasn't Hugh Dallas uh, we could have done with Kalina. There was a the referee. Um, yeah, there was. I mean, particularly in the first half, there were lots Anthony of. Ta- it was Anthony. Anthony Taylor. Taylor. Right. Okay. Not quite Andrew, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Anthony Taylor. Yeah. Um, there were quite a few decisions in the first half, which I just felt he was just giving away to Liverpool a lot of fouls, and there was a lot of pushing by their players um, on on our players, which was just going unpunished. Um, not impressive. Yeah, but that was, a, that was a battle, wasn't it? Yeah, I know, but leave the referee. I mean, that's the battle to be had. And we didn't do enough of it. We should have got the flaming bookings before we got the yellow card, uh, before um, they yes. got two goals. Yes. That's what we should have been doing it. Yeah. Goes back to what you said earlier. We, we just lacked that desire. Um, yep. and, and Liverpool had it. Um, final question, uh, Brad again. Should we take the cup seriously now and prioritise them over the league? Um, Richard, a comment from Richard Healy we should try and focus on winning the Cups I'd rather win something than finish second and no Cup okay. I'd, like to bring, I'd like to bring something interesting in on this one to win the FA Cup you get 1.8 million in the Premier League for each position you get another 1.25 million mm-hmm. so if we turn around and said well if we get fourth or up we're in the Champions League that's worth 40 million to us um, if we get second place, that's two and a half million extra. You can see that if Levy and, and, and if if they prioritise, and I'm not sure they are, but if they do, 
you can see that everything is completely skewed towards the Premier League because the Premier League then gets yourself into the Champions League, which gets 40 million. If you prioritise an FA Cup, you get 1.8 million. A lot of money to you and us, but to uh, the top six sides or any Premiership side, it's it's really chicken feeding comparison. It's a bit of a worry, and I, it's another whole new conversation really about how I think about the Premier League and how it dominates, and the FA have become toothless in between times, and and the FA. Cup has been sidelined but in answer to it I hope we do prioritise the FA Cup I love the FA Cup and I want us to win it Would you prioritise the FA Cup or for that matter the Europa Cup um, which which would if we won that that would that would mean that we qualify automatically for, for, for Sorry, that that would mean that we qualify for for, for, for the Champions League. I don't know if it would, we would have to go through qualification rounds. Um, would you would you take either one of those cups and finish outside of the top four? Ah, uh, that's yeah. That's an evil question, and I yeah. I would say yes as well. Give us give us a cup. Give us yeah. a pot. Yeah. Give us that Otherwise, pot. what are you playing for? You know, yeah. you'll be. You'll be an Arsenal in the end. Great. I know they've got two FA Cups recently, but for years, you know, the third or fourth open top bus tour. Do we want to be that? I don't know if I do, really. I think, I it's think easy the sad, for me to say, I've got the business. I think the sad nature of football today is, and we've all we've all grown up with, with the FA Cup and, 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 and what it meant to us growing up. Um, the reality is, over the last... 25 years since since the formation of the Premier League ever since I would say that point and and going forward um, actually year by year um, the FA Cup its importance has diminished I think um, and even for the, I would say even for those people that grew up with the FA Cup well, I look at it now and to me I want to believe it's a bit like Santa Claus as a kid you, you believe in Santa and then that moment when your parents tell you he, he doesn't exist and then you sort of then want to believe still believe but, but it's but it's not but, but, it, but it turns out um, he doesn't really exist um, Charlie uh, if you're listening to this Charlie he does okay he does um, my nephew who's who's 11 still thinks he's he he, he exists and um and my sister told me off a few few years ago for trying to tell him otherwise. And she said, you, you can't do that. I was like, he's, he's 11. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, I, for me, I, I want to believe the FA Cup is, is, is that important competition still, but it just doesn't. I don't know whether it's the fact that it's not the old Wembley. Um, you know, we, we, we moved from playing at the old Wembley to a few years playing at, at, the, at the Millennium Stadium or whatever it's called now, the Principality of Cardiff, and 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 now we play at the new Wembley, which isn't anything like the old Wembley. And the fact that we've got so much t- um, football on TV. Growing up as a kid, you, there wasn't that much in the way of live football pre pre Sky, and now you've got the proliferation of um, European football um, with with the Champions League and, and four teams, not one team, just qualifying, not not just the league winners, but four teams. The, the creme de la creme of Europe qualifying and playing each other every week or every other week. Uh, there's just so much football on TV and the money of Premier League. And then teams, unfortunately, we're guilty of it, but other teams as well, starting to play weakened teams in the FA Cup. All of that, for me, has diminished the value of the competition. Um, 
of course I, I want to win it because it's, it's a trophy um, but I think the, the, the harsh reality is you need to be in the top four not just from well not just from a revenue point of view but in order to attract best players and moreover in order to keep the best players um, I, I feel as though if we fall out of the top four um, we'll take a step back and we will then suddenly you'll get question marks you'll get players like Hugo or Larice in the summer um, uh, being linked with whoever it may be United or City or, or Real Madrid um, so I would take I would take top four first and foremost isn't this what the uh, the vote of no confidence from the government is in the FA um, they're, they're, I think they're um, saying that the, the Premier League has managed to gain so much more power over the FA now and the, the governance of the FA, I think they're, they're, I saw a stat of how many, about over three quarters of the people on the uh, FA Council are over 70. Yeah. And the, the, the whole uh, the whole management of the, the structure of it is completely skewed and wrong. And they've got to change it because, you know, the, the Premier League is just running away with the, the dominant control of the game. Um, I'd agree. But I, I'd like a cup. I'd like to say we are that cup holder for that year and be able to stick my fingers up at other fans saying, yeah, we won that. We struggle yeah. to win that, you know. Although those, yeah, I would, I'd like a cup. Definitely. I know it's, just, I know it's just, it's just a question and a hypothetical scenario, but there's no reason why we can't achieve both. There is no reason why we can't finish second in the league, or dare I say, it, same as last season, third. Um, I, I, I wouldn't. If we finish third, I don't think it'd be the end of the world. I mean, I think the circumstances by which we finished third last season were very difficult and painful. Um, but if we, f- if the circumstances were slightly different in this season, and we finish third, better still second, um, there's no reason why we couldn't do that and win one of the other cups. Um, I would take, I'd, I'd happy, perfectly happy to win e- either trophy. Um, but if we finish second or third, we would qualify for the Champions League, so there wouldn't be a, a need to win the Europa. Um, and arguably, if you look at the Europa, it's a tougher competition to win because there are more rounds. Whereas the FA Cup, if, should we beat Fulham, hopefully, um, without going to a replay, John, um, will be what quarterfinal, semi-final, and then then you're at Wembley in the final. So I'd, I'd I'd take that, and there's no reason why we can't do that. And I think we should aspire to. To, to, to do that to dare is to do absolutely yeah can I just say one more thing don't you dare call this podcast Mane versus boys come off the hour come off the Mane it's raining Mane street fighting Mane or stand by your Mane don't put Mane in the title please thank you <laughs> won't do that um, all very good titles by the way um, I don't took know me that, a while that, to come up with those took me a while but I don't know if that, that was cue for me to to do that by the way on, on in terms of winning trophies um, a lot of fans say that Maurizio needs to win a trophy needs to win a, win a trophy at Spurs I think he needs to win a trophy for himself because he hasn't won a trophy yet in his career I think he's a very good manager very good coach he's proven that at Espanyol he's proven that at um, Southampton um, when he came into English football um and he's proven that so far at Spurs, but he does need to get a trophy for himself. In some ways, I think that's more important than than for for, for us because um, you know whether Mauricio's here or on on or, or or not, managers will come and go, um, but the club will always be there, and we will win trophies. That that's that goes 
without saying that'll happen at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later. But at the moment, Maurizio is a manager, and if he's going to be there, and I hope for a very long time, um, he does need to start winning some trophies, and hopefully they will they will happen with us, and hopefully when the first one. When he gets the first one, um, others will, will, will follow. We, we, we just need to get that first trophy and that experience um, and that sense of winning stuff um, ingrained in, in, into the team, particularly for, um, for the younger players. Yeah, away such a young side. They, 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 they could be together years. And I think if there's a, a trophy this season, it will spur, the, it, spur them on. Excuse the, the pun there. But yeah. And, and, and attract more players. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. We started off um, talking about Liverpool and sounding very de- depressed, and and we finished on a, on an upbeat note, which is always Great. good. David, thank you for thank you as ever. Pleasure. Thank you. John, thank you. Absolute pleasure, Jav. Absolutely. I, I shall see you in a, in a few weeks' time um, at oh, yeah. the Southampton match, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's hope let's hope my lucky streak continues. Two games, nine goals, non conceded so far. So we'll have some more of that. Now nah, you jinxed it. Right. Yeah, and, on, <laughs> and on that note, um, we'll be recording the next podcast, by the way, a week today, uh, next next Sunday. Um, and on that note, as ever, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather around and sing it out and we'll talk out all